Welcome back to Footsteps in the Attic, the podcast dedicated to all things strange and paranormal. And this is season two. And I want to thank each and every one of you for the successful first season that we had. I still can't believe I had over 10.4 thousand listeners and I owe it all to you guys. Season two is going to be basically the same. We're going to be very horror centric, but we're also going to dip into horror movies. Um, If there's an actor or actress to interview, we're going to be doing that. We're basically going to be taking the strange and paranormal and tuning it up a notch. So I hope you will enjoy this season. And I thought we would open season two with an international case. And this case actually occurred in Wales in the UK. And it happened to Tracy and Kieran Fry and their three children. According to them, this strange phenomena began in 2015 after they had played sort of a joking round with the Ouija board on Halloween night in 2014, which I find extremely interesting because it only shows that negative energy, the demonic, they have no time frame. So you can open up a doorway and seemingly think nothing occurred, and then one year, two year, five years, ten years later, something bizarre and very scary could happen to you. You really have to be careful what doors you're going to open. Now they started feeling a presence in their home. They saw what they described as a small child clad in white with a blue face and a tail around their home. The tail part is very telling because it shows me right away that that is something demonic. It's not in human form, not full human form. And that is something that is very reminiscent of a negative haunting because something created by God cannot be replicated fully by the demonic. A lot of people could write that off as just the family was seeing things out of their peripheral. Maybe it was their imagination, and that is what they thought at first. But then things quickly escalated into a terrifying demonic ordeal. First, it wasn't anything huge. Your typical haunting occurrences, objects moving on their own, or maybe they'd put some keys down and they'd be misplaced. But then things escalated into something more sinister when Tracy Fry began waking up in the mornings covered in inexplicable scratches and bruises and bites, and nobody could figure out where these injuries were coming from. In many cases, they were in places on her body which she could not have personally been able to get to, so there was no way for her to stage a hoax. After several nights of what they would describe as uh, torturous for this poor woman, they called a local priest. He examined the injuries and he examined their home and he came to the conclusion that they were under attack by a demonic force. He actually did do a makeshift exorcism on the place and uh, Kieran Fry would say in an interview that they were being molested by demons. He said his wife went to bed fine and didn't feel anything in the night, 
but when she woke up in the morning, she'd be in agony. His wife um, agreed with this assessment and explained that the attacks seemed to get worse the more scared they got. And that's also very reminiscent of the demonic because they will feed on your fear. Now, in, in her own words, I wrote them down. She said, it's getting worse and worse and there's nothing we can do. I wake up every morning in agony because of the demon. My husband rubs cream into my bruised back every day, but the pain doesn't go away. It's affected our marriage because we've been fighting all the time about this demon. It's been feeding off the negative energy. Very true, the demonic thrive on this, they grow stronger. And it's very important to, as best you can, maintain peace in your home if you feel you're being oppressed demonically. The exorcism really didn't do any good at first because the poltergeist activity continued. And it's very possible that that priest's presence angered the entity. And then it began to threaten the family's children because they will go to your weak points. Now, according to the couple, the demon began to appear to the kids at night and whisper to them from the shadows that it was going to slit the throats of their parents. During this time, Kieran even claimed that he captured evidence of this demon in a photograph. And it's actually a picture which did make the rounds on the internet. And I have to say, I've seen it and it is very creepy. I showed it to a psychic friend of mine and she immediately sort of tuned into the demonic nature of it. And she said it's absolutely something not holy. They did find a paranormal investigator and a psychic named Robert Amore. And the investigator arrived and immediately picked up the sense of evil in the place. He confirmed that the presence was a demon, and not just one demon, but three which is also reminiscent of the demonic, of course, because they will mock the Holy Trinity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And according to him, there were two smaller demons helping out a larger and more powerful one to do its evil work. And they would help hold down the mother while it attacked her. He also came to the conclusion that this was an incubus demon. Now, an incubus is something that targets a woman, uh, much like the famous entity case. It feeds off of sexual energy and fear, and it will always target the women, um, whereas a succubus, of course, would target a man. Now, they were told that this is the worst type of demon to have, and of course, it is among the very worst type of infestations to have. Uh, Amor got to work doing a, a house cleansing, and he even claimed to have, now, you have to take this word for not the literal meaning, slain the other two demons, which of course he means in a, a holy way. He prayed and did a cleansing and they, uh, for lack of a better terms, think of it as them being evaporated by God's light. And he told the family that the presence that was most pronounced in the house was upstairs. And he was never really able to get rid of the third and most potent demon. And it really, to this day, is unclear what happened to the force. And I think um, 
that it was just too strong at that point, that it fed off of this family's fear, its insecurities, and their um, temporary lack of faith. Because when you're defeated physically and emotionally, you can start to doubt whether you're praying and you're reaching out to help is having any effect. So you have to stay steadfast in your beliefs and your spirituality, and that will help combat any force that you may be dealing with. Uh, it's a very famous case. Uh, of course, there are people who have dismissed this case as a hoax, but I would encourage all of you to look at the photograph that was um, captured of this infestation and you judge for yourselves. But again, I did show it to a psychic friend who I do trust and they confirmed that this was indeed a demonic presence caught on film. I thought this was an interesting case to kick off season two, but we have some fantastic interviews lined up this season. We have some films we're going to dive into and analyze, and we have a lot of strange and unsettling stories to dive into in Footsteps in the Attic. So this is Brian Hobson for season two, and I will see all of you next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you.